about 10 years down the road, you uh, get up one morning, 6 a.m. Why am I up that early? You got to go to work. You got to work early. Okay. Where am I working? Get up to work early, do the same job you've done for the last eight years. Head custodian. Okay. Wallace Shawn <clears throat> Elementary. Wallace, the inconceivable guy? Yep. Is that guy in uh, My Dinner with Andre, or is that someone else? I don't know. I think it's him. So you're the uh, head custodian. Why and, is uh, it named after? What? What? Why is it named that? He just went to elementary school there. He's a bit of a legend in those parts. <laughs> Do you like donate money or something? Or, um, I mean, yeah, like a little bit. But he was. It's just more for like the lore of Wallace Shawn as an elementary student. <laughs> What's the lore? He was putting on like one man plays back then. Even oh wow, he did like a a version of Othello in first grade that just like, fuck man, you know? Really? Yeah. Legendary. Wow. But the job's easy enough. You know what I mean? Why, why Why? am I doing that job? That's just kind of just where life took you, you know? Okay. So you've been doing the job there for eight years. You're living in a little town in Florida on the panhandle of Florida. Called? Uh, shellac, <laughs> Florida. <clears throat> okay why do they why am i living in shellac florida that's just where life took you what you is know? okay but you keep saying i don't get what that means no i mean that's just kind of like where you ended up why don't i live in austin anymore you just left town of my own accord i mean yeah you voluntarily like got in your car and left there wasn't any kind of reason i just I didn't. oh no anything. there was i mean everybody's got a reason but there wasn't an incident i mean everybody's got their own reason sometimes okay. there are incidents you kill the kid? God damn it. <laughs> you kill the kid with your comedy? I really thought I wasn't going to kill a kid. <laughs> no, I you really, definitely did. Yeah, okay. You I were, um, re- 100% thought that. <laughs> All right. You were doing a show at a uh, uh, church's chicken parking lot. <laughs> Why? Because you just, you know, you don't say no to shows when you have an opportunity, you know? I think I'd say no to that. And you're like, man, I do love church's chicken. Yeah, I'm gonna be true. if I'm gonna be going there, you know, I may as well just pop in and do a set. I'll we'll do a set. I'll okay. put my order in, go up, <laughs> do a set, and by the time I'm off, I'm good to go. You know, okay. if I'm just gonna spend my time there anyways, I may as well do a set. Sure. Okay. Because you've been going, you've been going to that Popeyes chicken, Church's chicken. There's a Popeyes and a Church's. <laughs> they eventually uh, are like they come together. There's a great fried chicken war. <laughs> What the two of them mean? come come together, the two CEOs. A fried chicken. A fried one? chicken and Popeyes. And they're like, listen, we both admire each other. We're just gonna merge into one restaurant. Wow. You can call it Popeyes, you can call it churches. We'll we'll recognize all of it. So you go to this churches. That is wild. Yeah, it's pretty fucking crazy. And their profits go through the roof. So you go to this uh Popeyes fried chicken war. So you go to this churches, yeah. you go do uh you put in an order for eight piece. Eight piece? You get an eight piece chicken bucket. Jeez. Comes with biscuits, a couple of sides, 
mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> you got a. Why did I get for? Why did I get it? Why did I get one for eight? It's five ninety nine. That's crazy. They've really done a good job. They've really picked their game up. That is crazy. They're more profitable than ever. They're running leaner. You know. All right. So sounds like a good deal. Am I? Am I still? I'm still living in. I'm still living in Austin in this yeah. point, and then uh-huh. okay, then I would get that. I bring it home, and I'd share it with my roommates. But so you, you're going, you go to, you go to this. That, 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 that's my plan. Yeah. So I mean, you go in there. What's the name of the, of the show I'm doing? It's called. Uh, it's called "What Came First: The Chicken or the Joke." It's a pretty packed parking lot, dude. That probably like eighty people there. That made me tense up. Uh, that uh, that felt like someone kicked me in the balls. That is the <laughs> worst name for a show I've ever heard. Yeah. What came first, the chicken or the joke? <laughs> yeah. It's so long. It's, it's a long terrible. title. It's not even like a a pun, really. It does. It doesn't rhyme. It doesn't. No. It's terrible. Yeah. There's no secret meaning. No meaning. It's just a mishmash of the two things. But it's a good show. I mean, there's like 80 people in the parking lot, you know, and uh. You're like doing your set, you know. The uh, the girl from the inside comes out. She goes, Pat, and you go, uh huh, and you like motion to her while you're in the middle of a punchline, and she comes and sits your chicken down on the stage, and um, you're like doing your act and everything, and you see like this kid, just like come around the corner, and peek into your bag and like reach in. <laughs> oh shit! And you're like, get the fuck out of there, and you kick as hard as oh, you can no. <clears throat> kick this kid right in the chest oh wow the chest yeah flies down into the street doesn't make it so he the town on, gets pretty pissed he dies on impact I mean not on impact it took you know a little time jeez man what was the crowd's reaction like like I mean, exactly what you think it would be. Just pure Panic. shock okay. horror, you know? Um, Yeah, okay. So the town's like, look. Did I even get to eat that chicken? Yes. Good. You sat there on the edge of the stage, <laughs> just staring out into traffic. Oh, no. Just eating the chicken, not even tasting it. Wow. Just, you know, your brain is just, like, shutting down. Okay. <clears throat> so, um... The uh, the lawyer you get's like, hey, look, that kid was taking his property. He was defending his property. What do you want to do? And you somehow get away with it. <laughs> you know, you hire a good ass lawyer. What's his name? Scarlett Ferguson. Jeez, Scarlett Ferguson. Yeah, he wears a scarlet tie oh, to every every court case. Why is his name Scarlett? I mean, that's what his mother named him. <laughs> Juniper Ferguson. (laughs) So Scarlett Ferguson gets gets you off, right? But but the people of Austin are like, hey, dude, look, the courts may have said one thing, but you got to get the fuck out of town. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would leave. You can't can't be here anymore. If I'm not, I'm clearly not wanted. I killed a child. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're a monster. So you leave. I mean, you go... um, You sort of like drive through the southeast, you know? Yeah. You're just kind of like bouncing around. You just kind of freak out and just like shut down 
and just leave town. You know, you drive until you run out of gas and money. You're waiting on your last paycheck to clear. You stop in Shellac, Florida. Sleeping in your car on the side of the highway. Paycheck clears. You look around town. Got enough there. You need to get away. So you rent a room at the local motel. You do like some handiwork around the motel. They let you stay there for a while. Cool. One thing leads to another. You get a job there in town. You work your way up to lead custodian at Wallace Shawn Elementary. You do that job for Wallace fucking Shawn Elementary. It's a weird, very like industrial complex looking school. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like it clearly was something else. And then a school moved in, you know, as as like a district gets bigger. The high school I went to felt like that. Right. It felt like a a jail. Yeah. Or prison. And the urban legend around 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 Langley High School was that there was a it used to be a prison and then they turned it into a school. But I don't think that's true. There's that same legend at Wallace Shawn. Wow. You know, that it's like, it's what what was this place beforehand? So you've been doing this job. <clears throat> been working there for like eight years. Yeah. Uh, one day, a couple kids get sick. They throw up all over the AV room. Oh, no. I mean, everywhere. You know, you get a call like, hey, man, got a couple pukers in the AV room. Bring them up. Hot water. I mean, the hottest water you got, man. It's going to bring an extra mop. You got two mops? You kind of like laugh. You're like, do I have two mops? (laughs) You've always got a spare mop around. (laughs) You are the head custodian. Why would I say that to him? So you go into the AV room. (laughs) You bring a second mop. He he goes, man, thank goodness you're here. He leaves. Doesn't come back. So you're just like mopping up the AV room, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of dark in there. Okay. Like, fuck. You just like, that's the part of the job that you hate. Like, you like connecting with the kids because honestly, you do, you know? Okay. They're like nice to you and they call you Mr. Pat, you know? Oh, cool. And they're, they're like, they're, you know, they're, they're like elementary school. Yeah. Kids. I, when I was an elementary school student, we had our, our head custodian. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember his name, but we like, we all loved him. Yeah. It's the same way. So they, I mean, they like, they all write you birthday cards when it's your birthday. You know what I mean? Wow. It's good. It's a pretty good gig. So you're like, man, I hope these kids are okay. A couple days later, the first floor, like six kids get sick. Same thing. Hey man, a lot, a lot, a whole lot of puke. Jeez. Bring a second mop. I'm going to hang out this time. I'm going to help you out. He goes, sorry. That's fine. So at the end of the, you know, the kids get out of there. You show up with a second mop. He arrives. He's fucking leaves. He doesn't stick around. I mean, yeah, he just leaves. I would say something. I would shout at him as he just keeps walking. He just keeps going. So you clean it up. You're like, fuck, what is going on here? I'm going to do a deep clean of the whole building. So you just whole building. You have like, you have like a mop. Yeah. I mean, you're fucking good, dude. You're lightning with a mop. Nice. You know what I mean? You have like a like a big power mop that you can like ride around on, you know what I mean? Like one of those uh floor scrubbers. 
You're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the hallways tonight. It's a pretty small school. So you get around. You want you spend like an extra eight hours, but you just knock it out. You get everything. You go home that day. You start feeling sick. Oh, no. You don't feel very well. You, uh, you get a phone call in the afternoon. They go, Mr. Pack, can you come in? All the kids are sick. There's vomit everywhere. Something's going on. I go, man, I'm starting to get sick myself. They go, we could really use your help. People are slipping. Like, it's any anything. We're begging you. All right. And hang up, and I would try to induce vomiting. You do Just it. to get it over with. You go You go to the, uh, <clears throat> to the school. Yeah. Just chaos, you know? Jeez. Just, I mean, you put on your shoes for cruise, you know? <clears throat> the non-slippers. Yeah. You trudge through the hallway. And you just go on autopilot and just start mopping up. You know, you're just cleaning up, doing the best you can. You get through parts of the building, you you fall into the puke, you roll around in it, Ugh. you start getting sick, and you black out. Jeez. Next thing you know, you wake up in the hospital bed. So doctor looking over you, he goes, "Pat, how do you feel?" I don't feel great. You tell him you don't feel great. He goes, "Yeah, I'd imagine so." They go, look, Pat, we got good news for you and we got bad news for you. He goes, the good news, you made it. Like you're, you're luckier than most. People died? He goes, yeah. He goes, that school was built on a nuclear waste factory. Jeez. And there was a leak. He goes, you're really lucky to have survived. <clears throat> Did that deep clean for nothing? That's what you think. And he goes, the, the bad news, you're part mop. <coughs> you go, what? Yeah, I would definitely say what. Turns out you were mopping. Was I? And you got you got into the radiation. Oh, jeez. And like your, your DNA mixed with the mop. And then nature oh. happened. You look down. Your left arm and your left leg are just fucking mops, dude. Oh, my God. You got two mops for an arm and a leg. Can I support my weight on the... Surprisingly so. Huh. That's really something. You've got, uh... You've got, like, a mop hair. (laughs) Yeah? All of your, like, body hair is uh kind of like patterned out in a perfectly straight line you know like on the underside of like a scrub brush yeah it kind of sprouts from like a little it's not like an even dispersion it's a lot of them in one area and they all kind of fan out it's like that your facial hair is just like a like a scrub brush god you've got bristles everywhere and i mean everywhere (laughs) yeah because pat the doctor he goes, Pat, we have no idea how this happened, but your vital signs are, are normal. I have no idea how. I don't even know where to take blood from you. I, You know, I, you've got one regular testicle and then another uh, actual nut. Uh, how like can a, you ever like say that the ones I give you are stupid when was, you have me as a half mop? He goes, Pat, that... I'm not saying that to him. I'm saying that to you. I'm just telling you what happened. Sure. He goes, Pat, the radioactivity in that school is off the charts. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, it fucked clearly. I'm a, I'm a part mop. <laughs> it's clearly off the charts. I mean, you're really actually like two parts mop, you know, because you got oh, two legs. Fuck. I guess. Okay, so what? how am I supposed to live? What am I supposed to do? He goes, I, I don't know what to tell you, Pat. I've never, I've obviously never seen anything like this in my entire life. In my, I've never heard of anything in my entire medical career. This isn't medically possible. I don't know how you're alive. So what do we do? He goes, I don't know, Pat. I, I can't live your life, I guess. You're kicking me out? What do you want me to do? I, I'm a mop. I he, can't. He goes, you're two mops. Shut the fuck up. Up. He goes, I'm a doctor. What's I'm your, going what? to be accurate. I can't be sued for malpractice. I need you to know that you have two mops on you, Pat. Okay. I'm protecting my livelihood. I have a wife and kids. He pulls out a picture. It's the most beautiful family you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> What's this doctor's name? It's, it's Phil Ferguson. <laughs> Dr. Phil Ferguson, MD. Oh, no. I forgot the, the Ferguson. Yeah, okay. Man. I would think about what on earth I could do. So uh, you, you sit there in the hospital bed. Yeah. Right. About an hour later, there's a knock. You look up. It's the principal of your school. She's there to see you. Oh, hey. Her name is Mrs. Gloria Philstein. All right. And she was. She kind of like steadies herself because you're obviously like incredibly deformed and you're you have a mop for an arm and a mop for a leg. Yeah. And she kind of like steals herself. She goes, hello, Pat. Um, Pardon me. This is very strange. I don't know. I want to be respectful to you, but I don't know what I'm looking at. I go. It's exactly what you're looking at. I the radioactive waste. I was holding the, my mop and. I might have been holding two mops, actually, now I think about it. And then something happened. I mutated. Now I'm half mop. It fucking sucks. And she goes, that's exactly what the doctor said. And she goes, Pat, I want you to know that this community is behind you 100%. You did a noble thing coming in, trying to save those kids when you were so ill. She goes, they're, they're, they're getting the, rid of that school. They're, they're, they're containing that site. Did I, how many kids did I save? Probably 300. Jeez, really? Say We're saved because of your efforts. Oh, wow. Okay. That is insane. About 150 didn't make it. Damn. So the principal, she says, look, Pat, you've got a job as long as you want one. We are forever grateful for you. If you want to come work for the new school, it's, it's a, a new, it's a new place. You know, we're, we're away from the, there, there's no contamination. It used to be, uh, it used to be an old grocery store. Dude, I'm not going, I'm going back to work. I'm suing the fuck out of whoever, out of so many people, out of whoever, whosever idea it was to put a school over a radioactive nuclear, whatever. I'm going to sue the I mean, fuck they out. thought they had it. They thought they had it sealed. I don't give a shit. Know? I'm suing them. I'm suing the public schools. I am suing, uh, I'm suing a bunch of people. I'm not fucking working. I'm a half mop. I mean, I'm probably, not, probably not a half. Two limbs. Probably like a third, maybe. Okay, but I am, I'm, I'm, I'm part mop. 
Yeah, two, I mean, at least two parts. I would absolutely never work for them again, and I would try to sue the fuck out of them. And she goes, Pat, I that court case could be tied up for years. What what are you going to do? I mean, you can't just. What lawyer is going to want to take your case? So you know how many, many people. You know how how strange this looks. So so what's your, your solution is to just bring me back to the school. In the, in the new location, and you're going to act like kids aren't going to freak out when they see me? She goes, it, it'll be a great learning opportunity. They'll get to learn about diversity and, and you know, how to treat people who are different than you. And All right. Fuck it. Sure. So would you file a lawsuit? I would file a lawsuit, and in the meantime, I would go work at the school. So you file a lawsuit. Your attorney, Scarlett, yeah. thinks that uh, you got a shot. Nice. In the meantime, you're you're back there just like same as usual, putting on those coveralls one leg at a time and then the mop, <laughs> using your good hand to unzip everything, having to stick the mop in there. It doesn't bend. It's really difficult. Wow. So it takes you like an hour to get dressed. You're there. And you're just like using your mop hand. To mop the floor and stuff. You're like, well, what am I going to do otherwise? You know? Yeah. So you're there just like mopping real hard. There's like a piece of gum stuck to the floor and you're just like scrubbing. And you can swear that almost like where the mop hand is, you can just feel. You know what I mean? Okay. Where it's almost like a bunch of little fingers. Jeez. And you, you can't like control them, but you, you can just kind of feel. But I, I still, so I still have like the sensation of, uh, of touch. Okay. That's good to hear. So you're just like scrubbing and scrubbing, and the gym teacher sees you. And he walks up to you and he goes, Hey, pretty good form you got there. <laughs> what? He goes, I'm the new gym teacher. They brought me in to instruct your curling team there's a curling team in the elementary school in wallace sean elementary all right in shellac florida and they go our boys have qualified for <laughs> junior nationals this year yeah but my star scraper tommy tolliver i'm sorry tommy tolliver he's <laughs> out he's out for the year okay until he learns how to tie his fucking skates he goes, I could use a man with your uh, your form. Okay, but uh, this is 10 years from now. So I'm 44 years old. Mm -hmm. And you want me to play on an elementary school yeah. curling team? But they're like fourth graders. Okay, what does that mean? They're not like itty bitty, you know what I mean? They're growing up a little bit. Some of them are, you know, pretty big. He goes, look. What the fuck? He goes, will you help me? We got kids from all over the state coming in. I could use your form. Yeah. Will you help I'm, me? Yeah, I will. I feel like this is my only way to uh, have any some kind of positive impact on anything. So you're uh, a half mop. You're a half mop. They've got like a human suit on you. You still got your little mop hand out there, but they try to dress a you up to suit. look as. Yeah, they try to like fill out a suit. You know, to with like stuffing and stuff, so it doesn't look like you're just two sticks. You know, they they try to fake it a little bit. Why? Because they don't want to be so obvious, Pat. Because you're a fucking half mop. 
Okay, but I mean, they're so, letting me play, and I'm 44 years old in this scenario. Yeah, there's some big kids nowadays, dude, and those kids are turning to curling because there's a <laughs> lot of money in it. What? Money? Yeah. How? Ten years from now, they outlaw football. It's too dangerous. All the real athletes go into curling. Jeez. So yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I guess I so enter there. Yeah. You're uh, you enter your first curling match. You can just feel the ice crack underneath your hand. You're Whoa. perfectly guiding the stone directly where it needs to go, and you breeze through the first three rounds. No one suspects anything. No. The final round, you're scoring off of the team from Baltimore, the biggest kids around, the baddest kids around. Well, they call them the Baltimore Bruisers, and they will fuck you up. So they're like getting ready to throw, and you're standing there waiting on the ice, like like you're off ice, just kind of watching them. And you're uh, kind of like pacing back and forth nervously because you're kind of getting into it. Yeah. And a man walks up to you and he goes, hey, good job out there. Thanks. You turn and look at him. And when you look at him, he's the baldest man that you've ever fucking seen. You see him smile at you. and He's just got a row after row of shark's teeth. It looks like they could devour everything you've ever known or loved. And you think that's the sharpest thing you've ever seen until you see that fucking suit. Forged by the gods, some may say. <laughs> Looks like it could change weather patterns with how quickly you can cut the air. And he goes, oh, there he is now. And he points out onto the ice. And there's a, uh, uh, a strapping young boy with bright blue eyes and jet black hair. And he looks back and he waves in your direction. And the man next to you waves. And he goes, I know why you're here. He goes, I know about the lawsuit. How? He uh, takes a document out of his jacket and he holds it in front of you. And you grab it and you read it. Um, in the blink of an eye, he kneels down on the ground and he holds a knife on the floor. What? With his other hand, he brings your head down oh. right onto the knife. So uh, when you fall over onto your back, stuck into the middle of your face is a copy of your own lawsuit. <laughs> he, uh, he wipes his hand on a black cloth, sticks it inside your mouth, steps over your bleeding body. Oh, God. And then you hear man. him go, hey, good job, son. What the fuck? And then you fucking die. Your mop hands soak up so much blood. The and son your foot. of Ice Bones Jones. His name is Bryce Bones Jones. <laughs> He's a nationally ranked curling player. Oh, man. Ah. He's going to Duke in the fall. Wow. You fucking died. <laughs>